0: But, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity there. And and at some point, you know, people are going to realize these are really tough poles. They're extremely rare and they're super cool.
1: Welcome back everyone to the Slab Stocks podcast. My name is Aaron, your host. I am joined here by Brock from Brock's Cards today. Brock, thank you for joining us. Uh, Brock's been a friend of mine for over a year now. I met him at the National in Chicago last year and he sold me some Giannis for dirt cheap, so thank you for that. Uh, But uh, Brock here is an extraordinaire in the card market for rare inserts, uh, superstar NBA basketball cards, flipping them, he has a lot of experience and he's here to share it. So Brock, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself and what you do in the card market.
0: Extraordinary was pretty kind, but uh, I just graduated from uh, Butler University with uh, PharmD. Um, I got into cards about a year ago while I was in college in my last year. Um, just as kind of a side hustle, but just loved it the whole time. Um, really got into, at the start, Giannis and LeBron um, inserts and just kind of rares you know, certain parallels, um, golds, especially what you see now have just absolutely blown up back in the day. You could get them for a couple hundred and now it's going to be thousands for, for something like that. So you definitely see the opportunity here with the non-rookie card market. But yeah, that's definitely where I started off and, and kind of what I got into at the start and then went from there and have, have definitely, I do pretty much everything, but a lot of flipping and a, and a lot of kind of investments that I've set aside and then sold at a later date. So yeah. Some PSA subs I kind of I kind of have my hand spread all throughout the market at this point but I definitely started off with those with those parallels and insert awesome
1: yeah yeah and a lot of what this video is going to be hinged on is the non-rookie card market because I know that so many of you watch these 2018 prism luca base PSA 10s 2012 Kawhi PSA 10s you know into the thousands of dollars but there's so much opportunity in the card market outside of the rookie cards, the different parallels, the different inserts that Brock's going to bring up. So we're just going to dig into these different avenues in the market and what's doing well and what might have some future potential so you guys can get into different aspects and not just have to focus on those PSA 10-based rookie cards that are so expensive now, Uh, maybe find different ways to invest in basketball. So Brock, what's your favorite inserts out there? Which inserts have done really well this year? Which ones might be trending down now or trending in a direction in the future that might be up?
0: Yeah, we've seen a ton of inserts get really hot this year. Uh, If you follow kind of the insert market, you know that there's about one from almost every main brand, at least one insert that's kind of really, really taken off this year. Um, You know, you had Jam Masters with Mosaic, which I thought were super sweet. Um, I definitely, you know, hopped in on those right away. As soon as I saw those, I was like, those are sick. I got to get one of those of Giannis LeBron. Uh, I think I still have a couple laying around of different, different parallels of Jam Masters. Um, there's high voltage with hoops, uh, LeBron high voltage in particular took off. And then of course, whenever the main athletes take off, the others always follow. So, um, high voltage was a really popular one this year with hoops net marvels with Don Russ is a really cool insert, uh, that a lot of people follow, um, as well as your Kabooms, your revolution galactics, um, with optic, you have my house hollows and, and different parallels of the, my house. Those have become extremely popular. So those are just some of the main inserts that I've definitely followed this year and tracked all throughout.
1: Yeah, and this is this is a completely different market than the base PSA 10s where you have 12,000 plus Luca prison-based PSA 10s out there. Most of these inserts that Brock's bringing up, the stars like LeBron and Giannis are pop 100 or lower for the PSA 10s. I mean, the high-voltage LeBron is one of the most graded uh, inserts out of the ones that Brock brought up. And it's only 98, about PSA 10s out of 177, something in that range. Uh, so clearly this is a completely different segment of the market. This isn't as much the new wave investor that's going into these. Some might be, I'm not saying that everyone's not, but this is definitely a more you know niche segmented part of the marketplace that, I mean, Brock's done very well in and plenty of others have too, especially when it comes to the grading of these. I mean, if you hit a PSA 10 on these, the multiplier is huge on these cards
0: yeah especially with the high voltage i remember grabbing one for you know i thought it was crazy back then they were around 100 raw and you know i sent it off psa i even sent it express after i saw what one had done on ebay and the multiplier was you know nine or nine or ten times at the time since then they've cooled off a bit but you know there's still a lot of opportunity there and and at some point you know people are going to realize these are really tough pulls. they're extremely rare and they're super cool You know, the the refractors and things like that um, are are just beautiful to look at.
1: Yeah, and you made a point earlier that I want to bring up, and it had to do with the dominoes falling from Giannis and LeBron are the top two. Um, And then after that, you see the rest of them start to fall. It goes into Kawhi and Luka, even though Luka is now elevating himself up to that LeBron and Giannis, like trend starter now. But, you know, there's so many other players in the hobby that we bring up these inserts, Brock's bring up these inserts, I have a little a little example to bring up for some uh, other non-rookie cards. But basically, if you watch the two top guys' markets and see them go up, you can expect others to follow. So if you're on more of a budget and you can't afford these Luca and Giannis and uh, LeBron cards, definitely look at these different sets, but for other players and then the grading and the selling. Because in a lot of this, you can make so much money, so much margin on grading these, uh, I guess, not as high-level players. It's not like it's LeBron Giannis because the pops are so low on them. The example I have here is looking at Trey Young and his second year card market, 2019 select Trey Young White number now 149. It's just the parallel of the concourse set. The non-graded were going for $35 in June. Now they're up to 75, and PSA 10s are over 225. So clearly there's like you can make the money on the non-graded. If you hold it long enough, you can grade it and then sell it for like 10X if you bought in early enough. There's just so many different ways to get involved in the non-rookie market on more of a budget versus going in on, let's say, a Trey Young PSA 10 base rookie for 450. And Brock, I'll let you talk about this, but in some sense, there's less risk doing it this way, going with the non-rookies, because they can be more scarce. You can get more bang for your buck, and it's not as susceptible to a dip in value.
0: Absolutely. They're not as easily liquidated, so to speak, but in terms of rarity and, and demand, it's more of a collectible than than maybe just a base PSA 10. Um, it definitely has more eye appeal, uh, more collector appeal. So you're gonna, the market's not gonna dip and, and wane. Maybe it won't also show, that's kind of the pros and cons. It's not gonna also show those crazy increases the second that a player you know, explodes and has a big game. But that's also where you can get in at the, if you can get in at the right time and maybe say, hey, while all these other people are grabbing, these base psa 10 rookie bases i might go grab you know the gold out of 10 of his second year for yeah you know maybe spend a little more and just get something that there's only 10 of in the world and i think there's a lot of opportunity there um to grab something that no one else has that you can be the the main owner and at that point if, if other people are interested you can almost set your own price on that card
1: Right. And another thing that trickles off of this is as the players get so expensive, like LeBron, Luke and Giannis, as they progress through their careers, people get priced out of buying them. Not everyone can go and afford all that, you know, rookie card PSA 10 action. So they'll go to the second year cards that are much cheaper. Now they're starting to get more love. A Giannis 2014 select silver PSA 10 sold for $1,100 the other night. You know, you probably could have scooped that card up six months ago for like 250 bucks, maybe, you know, something way, way, way cheaper than that. So clearly there's, there's opportunity in that market. There's opportunity to make large margins as more people start to have to spend less money or find other avenues. Um, but then also with that, you can also find a, you know, untapped markets with inserts. Brock, talk to me about some things you're looking at in the insert market that might not be as, you know, as drilled in as net marvels and high voltage and kaboom that people already know about.
0: Yeah, I mean you always got inserts in every set and especially with Giannis and LeBron, um almost grabbing those. I mean there's like just off the top of my head like Winter stays with Optic. Um that one's not super popular yet. Um that's one that full disclosure, I have some at PSA right now and it's not that popular, but the multipliers are are so to speak, if you're to send them to PSA, it might be $10 to grab one raw and then sell for 70 or 80 and that's fantastic, I think in my opinion. If if you can do that, and I think there's a lot of inserts out there just like that one. Um, and even with with the revolution, you don't have to go grab a galactic. You can grab a cosmic out of 100, and those are fantastic cards, and uh, you know great multipliers on those as well. If if you send them off to PSA, and just if you're just collecting from a collector standpoint, they're a lot more enjoyable than for a lot of people than a than a base prism PSA 10 or something <laughs> like that.
1: Yeah. I Revolutions is a set that I've been having my eye on more so recently. I, I have loved this set for years. Now I have a 2015 Carl Towns Revolution Auto in my PC for the last like three or four years. I bought the National back in Chicago, but the set is, is amazing. It's got awesome parallels with the Galactic. There's other ones like Cosmic, like uh, Brock brought up, Cubic number 50. Those are really cool. There's just a lot of really cool cards in there. And I think we're starting to see some more love for it right now and in our in the newsletter that we send out daily I'm starting to put more revolution in there because of the lower pop of this the better looking cards I mean Luca PSA 10 based from revolution we're doing 500 for quite some time they're definitely higher than 500 now after last weekend's performance but that's you know a quarter of what prism based PSA 10 are selling for right now so clearly there's a huge you know, discrepancy there. Maybe we see some more love for revolution. Maybe it just goes up at the same rate or lower rate than Prism, but still gets love. So, you know, not everything has to do with like, I'm going to predict the next major set. You can also just, you know, pick the cards that trend in value accordingly. You don't always have to hit a home run in the card market too.
0: Yeah. And maybe you see, I think, I think Lucas rookie galactic just sold for, you know, 18 grand. But obviously, he has has second-year Galactics now. And and quite frankly, that's how I got into the LeBron and Giannis markets is just because I was a college kid. I couldn't afford LeBron rookies or to have multiple LeBron rookies or Giannis rookies or anything like that. And I just kind of set my side on learning more of a niche market and kind of learned their non-rookie cards. And, you know, that's blown up since. But at the time, it wasn't nearly as popular as it is now. But just as rookie cards do, those cards all see – bumps as well. It might follow rookie cards. Usually the rookie's the first to get that bump but then as soon as the rookie does everyone starts realizing, hey I could buy into these non-rookies at, at great prices and, and that's kind of how the market follows.
1: right and then something I want to hit on here is your opinion on prism inserts because prism is by far the biggest brand in basketball. Most people want prism, uh, they sell for the highest amount when it comes to PSA 10 rookie cards. But Prism inserts seem to be behind in terms of demand for some of these. There's the get hyped, there's the fireworks, there's the far out like you brought up earlier. Um, why are we seeing you know, a lag in demand for these versus other products? And maybe is there opportunity in it, especially with the grading? And I'll bring up there's emergent and instant impact now for Prism rookies too.
0: Yeah, I think the fireworks and the far out, I think those are super cool inserts um, with the Prism. But you know everyone's chasing those parallels, and there's there's already plenty of of things to chase in Prism uh, versus other products. Don't have so many parallels and and so many other things that are already being chased. But obviously Prism is the number one number one brand right now uh, for Panini. So there's there's clearly opportunity there with those inserts, and I think that some of them do sell fairly well. But compared to some of the inserts from other sets, and especially being Prism, you don't see these insane prices that that you're seeing a, in a lot of other places across the board. So yeah, there's definitely opportunity there. And I know yeah. even with the rookie card market, like you've you've pointed out the luck of the lotteries. Those those are great, great cards that a lot of people, you know, haven't loved before, but are starting to gain traction.
1: Yep. And then something else with the Prism inserts is that we don't see red ice, pink ice, green ice, all those different parallels, red, white, and blue with the inserts. They're generally hobby only parallels with hyper silver, gold and like black. That's about it. I mean, I know I know there's fast break too, but there is not all those other parallels when it comes to the inserts, which is why these could be a, you know, a decent place to put your money because of the fact that just the sheer volume is lower, making it if anyone does want these inserts there's less to buy.
0: Yes, absolutely and they're much safer. You might not see those two times overnight increases, but you're also not going to see that oh my gosh, it dropped in half overnight. Um, if if you're able to go grab those kind of rare inserts and if, yeah. if you just love collecting a particular player I think that that's you know and and want to see returns over time as their career grows you'll see those slow steady increases and and maybe it's not as crazy but it's also uh, maybe a safer place to park your money
1: yeah so going out at- uh, off of that, it's more like the people are probably buying those for the actual card, for having it, for what it is. Versus people are buying Luca-based PSA tens because of the future value. You know, not many people are buying it because they. If let's I'll put it this way: if it was worthless, would anyone want it? Like you know, people want them because they're on fire, because they're worth the time, money, because the future value prospect of it is so high. Versus with the other cards of the marketplace, they do carry a lot of value just because of what it is, and that's why those values stick if there is either a drop in the player's market in, in general or, you know, specific segments of the card market. But those inserts and the rares can really be a nice place. I know that, Brock, you've done an awesome job. And I've loved tracking your progress over the last year. When Whenever you text me a cool card you pick up, it's it's so awesome. And then the next thing I know, most of the time it's out the door in two days. But <laughs> that's the fun thing. You get to you get to see a lot of different cards and, and get to, you know, really get into each market. And building off of that. I want to ask you something, I want you to, to talk about this and talk about how important is it to have a brand in the sports card market, have a personality, you know, really hinge yourself on brand recognition, especially when it comes to buying and selling because that's what you do the most. Um, I know that us here at Slab Sox, we do the content, we do the information, we help you guys find where to buy or what to sell, whatever it is, we just try to help out as we can. But you talk about buying and selling, having
0: a brand, what is it and why does it matter? Absolutely. I think it means everything to be able to build a brand like that, like you all have built, like I've been trying to build for myself. Uh, If you can just build reputation and credibility, uh, that's so that's invaluable within the hobby. And a lot of people really appreciate it. If you're an honest buyer and seller and they know that you're going to get they're going to get, you know, the best price or the best you're going to you're going to offer them fairly on everything. And you're not out to get anyone. You're all in it together. It's a win win for everyone. Uh, they just see that about you and and they realize that then I think that people really start to come around and, and are willing to talk to you and interact with you. And, and with that, just you'll make so many new connections and and friends like, like I've made with you and like I've made with numerous others. Um, It's, it's just extremely an extremely rewarding uh, thing to do, to build a brand and, and be able to interact with people like that.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that. And I think that, you know, enlightening people on building brands in the hobby is so important because as you go through this, this isn't, it might be for some, but for others, it is, isn't as much a like, oh, I'm here for a week and then I'm gone. Like really you need to carry over every single day, every single week, you know, the same, the same, uh, brand values to where people know who you are. They know what you're going to do or who you collect. And I want to talk about with you, you know, like have you seen for yourself or for others really hin- hinging yourself on a specific uh, you know, collecting mindset? Like, Do you see people come to you with like Brock's the guy with these sweet inserts? And do you think that for other people out there, can they build brands around certain players, certain cards, certain inserts to where you can start to build this big, this big network? And then who knows, maybe someone goes, oh, Brock's cards, he's got the LeBron gold to go to him. And then you start to see more sales come and more relationships.
0: Absolutely. I think those people that have been able to really build a brand around themselves, um, definitely started out, I did a lot of just rare non rookie refractors. And I would have people, I mean, I still do have people, you know, Instagram DM me and saying, what do you got for me? That's literally all they'll ask. And I pretty much know what they want already. I know which player they want. I know what kind of card they want. And I basically just send it and they say, you know, what's your best price? And that's, it's a done deal at that point. Awesome. So That's great. you Build that kind of relationship where you know what someone's looking for, and and you know what they're willing to pay, what they're willing to do, um, what they're kind of looking for. Give them a good deal, then those relationships are extremely valuable. And and definitely learning that particular market, um, being able to focus on a niche market. I know some people on you know Instagram, Twitter that only do Galactics per se. They're just like they they're mainly collecting Galactics of a specific player, Giannis Galactics, KD Galactics. And basically their whole account focuses around that. And there's there's plenty of Galactics at this point of those main veterans where you could go on for days with with all the different parallels and and always be busy just with the Galactics. It's crazy how how well you could do with just something like that. If you can learn one particular niche and really build that skill set, then then you're kind of set. That's awesome. All right. Last thing here. What card are you
1: looking at in the future that you want to personally pick up? Is there something just on your radar that you're working towards?
0: LeBron Golds. That's I'm, I got to get back to my roots, man. That's that's kind of what I started with. And I moved some rare LeBrons like that. And and those are always the ones that I hate moving the most because, you know, it's going to be so hard to find one again. And you know, just the multipliers that we've seen uh, with everything, but especially rare golds like that, select optic prism golds. I I would love to get into more of those, but if you try to find those and you try to find someone moving those, they're either charging a heavy premium or they're not selling at all, usually not selling at all. And whenever you see that someone's not selling something at all, that's usually the things that I try to target. So awesome. that, that's what I would love to get back into um, and, and definitely the non-rookie card market is, you know, I would love a LeBron gold rookie card, but I don't <laughs> I don't see myself being at that price point anytime soon where I'll be able to afford his Topps Chrome gold PSA 10, but right. maybe one day, but for now, non-rookie golds are absolutely what I'm most passionate about.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks Brock for joining us at Brock's Cards on Instagram. He's got some sweet, a sweet collection, tons of cool stuff to look at and definitely hit him up if you're looking to buy and sell basketball cards and even anything else in the market. Cause he said he's really getting into a lot of the aspects of the marketplace. Brock, any last words?
0: No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I had a great time. Thanks Aaron. I'm sure that we'll talk again tomorrow. We, <laughs> we pretty much have daily conversations. About yeah. Us. So I look awesome. forward to it, and good luck to everyone out there trying to trying to dip their feet into the card market in various places.
1: Great! Thanks for watching this video on the Slap Stocks podcast, and we will see you guys next week.